where nobody knows your name is not only for a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 4, Fairy Tales Can Come True. That's right, it was written by Sam Simon, directed by James Burroughs, and released on the 25th of October, 1984. We know what the 25th of October is. Oh, six days before Halloween. So this is, of course, a spooky episode. Ooh, we always like the spooky episodes here. Homicidal Ham being one of them, particularly spooky one. Some Shakespeare back then. And this episode we open with an equally spooky author, with Fraser quoting some of Edgar Allan Poe. He's reciting The Raven. Quoth The Raven. Nevermore. And I, I never realised I'd appreciate someone reading uh, Edgar Allan Poe quite as much as I appreciate good old Fraser Crane. Yes, yeah, so we've got Crane on the Brain. Kind of like, uh, <laughs> copyright that. Fraser says that was Poe. And Coach goes, don't be modest, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. Coach then references like Casper as a scary story. He goes, story. laundry basket full of sheets. Don't finish it, Coach. Some of us want to be able to sleep tonight. Yeah, you're right, Coach. <laughs> and that was our cold opening, which I really enjoyed. We have uh, overlooked a major part of this cold opening. Costumes. Oh, woof. So Halloween, of course, means great costumes. We've got Pirate Coach. It's like in a, in a game when you unlock like <laughs> the last costume. So you've got all the variants, and then you've got the bizarre costumes. Mm. So we've got Pirate Coach, Mad Hatter Fraser. It's a great one. Prisoner Karma, Alice from Alice and Norm Norm Diane, and Cowboy Malone. That's who's originally in the bar. And we've got Norm Norm. <laughs> Normal Norm. <laughs> and yeah, really great episode. You know it's going to be fun because everyone's dressed up. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on with the episode. You know what Fraser should have worn? What? Thor. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite a good callback. But I understood why he was the Mad Hatter. I think we'll delve into some of the, the meaning behind these costumes as we go on. Pleasure's, of course, Pastor Leon. Or just some guy who went to Florida. He loved it. Yeah, it just shows Cliff went on a holiday. No one listened to him. He's not going to let it go. <laughs> Strategy costume. <laughs> <laughs> So he is yeah, Ponce de Leon. If you want a costume of this podcast, we've got t-shirts. Yeah, we've got some costume t-shirts coming up. We'll, uh, we'll plug them a bit later on, but you'll be able to dress up as Coach, Sam, and maybe even a Titan as well. As Cliff comes into the bar, he asks Coach if he realises who he is, and Coach straight at him and puts Cliff. But I think he says Cliff's ears are wrong or something. <laughs> but yeah, no one really cares about Cliff's costume. Still, no one wants to hear about Florida. <laughs> we know what Florida is, all right, <laughs> Until uh, a sweet voice from the corner of the bar goes, Florida oranges are delicious. Do you know who it is? That sweet voice. It's uh, Bernadette Bouquette. Who is the uh, real-life wife of George Wendt. Exactly. And yeah, her appearance in the show couldn't be more welcome. She is known as Tinkerbell for the majority of the episode. And her and Cliff hit it off. They do. They nice dance together. They have a wonderful time at like, the Halloween party. But they go by their character names. So Ponce and Tinker. Yeah, Ponce and Tinkerbell. I've never seen Cliff so smooth, and neither of the characters there once. Lummox, put, put a mask and like a, a suit on him. No, I was going, I think that's my way. <laughs> you can't Do tell that. Right? It's a, a Tinkerbell costume. It's so convincing. Yeah, but Cliff is, uh, I'd say, smitten. He's surprised that uh, she knows exactly who he's dressed up. They start conversing about Florida, something Cliff has been desperate to talk about for four episodes. He's got his slides ready. Probably skipped over the ones of him at the beach with women as they were asleep. I skipped those ones. But look at look at this orange. Um, I went to uh, Flamingo. <laughs> you like Flamingo? <laughs> but before the night ends, 
Cliff and the woman share several dances with the jukebox playing. It's a very romantic. And then the last people there with the bar closing. There's no last call bell. Sam just has to turn the music down and say, sorry, get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> get out. And they realise that they don't know each other because of the masks, but agree to meet out of costume the next day or the next evening at eight. It's like blind date. It's all about blind date before. It's a favourite here where nobody knows your name. Blind date. Beretta. Cheers. Stephen King Universe. When Sam closes the bar, and Tinkerbell leaves, and Ponson the cowboy, <laughs> Sam and Cliff. Ponson and walks up to a bar. Sam and Cliff are there, and Sam's like, so clear. Cliff's like, yeah. He's like, this is it's, every day. It, it happens all the time. And Sam's like, three, two, one. Hooray, I got a date! <laughs> this is one of my favourite episodes, potentially that we've reviewed so far, because of just the joy in it. Let's talk about Bernadette Bouquet for a while. She was Tinkerbell in this. Uh, she also appeared in Taxi, Open All Light, Aftermath, The Jeffersons, St. Elmo's Fire, The Van Dyke Show, It's Gary Shandling Show, The George Wendt Show, The Miles Sanders Show, Dave's World, and The Rest of Development. So uh, we might say a, a veteran of the uh, sitcoms. Yeah. She has been married to George Wendt since the 8th of July, 1978, and they have three children. That's right. Alan Koss returns as Alan. Steve Gianelli returns as Steve. J. Alan Thomas as Jeff. He also played recurring character of Jeff Bennett in Taxi. Interestingly, him and Bernadette Burkett both appeared in Season 4, Episode 3 of Taxi, Mr. Personalities. Mm-hmm. Rebecca Soliday as customer number one. She was also a Vulcan maiden in Star Trek 3 and has written a few TV movies. Don Terwilliger has an uncredited role as a customer. He also appeared in Kojak, All the President's Men, and Heart to Heart. This is notable because he has the same surname as Sideshow Bob. The title of the episode, again, it's quite a common phrase, but it also appears in the lyrics for the song Young at Heart. By Johnny Richards. The lyrics from Caroline Lay, made famous by Sinatra. Sinatra. What is quite nice about this title, Young at Heart, fits in with the theme, Old Ponce on, looking for the fountain of youth. Old Ponce. And I think that's where these costumes play into people's characters a little bit. In this episode, Cliff is finding his youth and finding young love. And Florida. And Florida. And Tinkerbell is obviously the protector of Peter Pan. So the idea of never growing up. Young love. Young at heart. All connected. And what about the other costume? Uh, I did a bit of research. <laughs> Why is Coach a pirate, is what I'm asking. Well, Coach is a pirate, because, uh, you know, as the episode goes on, uh, they agree that they're going to be at eight. Cliff is uh, waiting on the steps in Cheers for a while, waiting for his Tinkerbell to arrive. Yeah. After several hours, a call comes through, asking for Ponce Leon, and Coach goes, There's no Ponce here! <laughs> uh, your Prince Albert is not in the toilet. But pirates are a signified danger. And something that could potentially break something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pirates don't like Tinkerbell, they try to trap her. Yeah. Mm. And, and <laughs> Don going, yes, also this. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. And that's how pirates fall into it, because he nearly wrecked everything. Okay, why is Sam a cowboy? Sam's a cowboy because <laughs> cowboys are like traditional, loyal. American. American. But they're also like, in the 80s, they were kind of becoming old hat. Ah. Becoming forgotten. As Sam is being forgotten. By Diane. Mind blown. And Diane is Alice. Because Diane is Alice because she's held on the whole into cheers, where it's this mad world. You think back to season one, she was like Alice in Wonderland, where she's like tumbling through the hole into Wonderland. 
Mm. That is cheers mm. for a quirky character. Interesting. And who else did you say? You said Carla. Uh, prisoner. Carla's a prisoner. <laughs> Do I need to explain that? <laughs> she's practically in everyday clothes. Carla's a prisoner because she's almost stuck there. Uh, and feels stuck there. Case closed. And Fraser's the Mad Hatter because he's like plus one. <laughs> Couple costumes. Actually, I've got an interesting thing about the Mad Hatter. Yeah. Frasier has to leave, and this creates another plotline, but Frasier has to leave for a seminar on multiple personality disorder. Now, this has since been renamed Dissociative Identity Disorder, but the mercury poisoning that caused madness in Hatters has some common symptoms with DID, including memory loss, seizures, and personality changes. So, perhaps Frasier's dressed as the Mad Hatter because of his knowledge of psychiatry and how the Mad Hatter, you know, Became mad. It's quite interesting because well, we talked a little bit in, in the short time Frazier's been there. We yeah. talked about how his personality does change a lot, especially around Sam. So interesting for that into there. I wonder if he went to the conference in costume, crane on the brain and a mad hat. But yeah, a, a bit of a research on some of the meanings behind these costumes. So I thought, you're not going to make a sitcom, they are in a costume. And it not mean something. Who would do such a thing? And also from our cast list, we can tell that the bar was pretty full of people in costumes. Yeah. Oh, there's even some others who are in costumes. But because Paige has to go to this event, and um, it's in Chicago, I think, Diane wanted to go to this other event. This is all on Hallow's Eve, the majority yeah. of the episode. And they were going to go to Boston Pops. Which is, by the sounds of it, classical music meets light show and fireworks. Which I would watch. Cannons. Yeah, cannons is Sam's favourite instrument. <laughs> <laughs> when the audience leaves humming your fireworks. Diane said when her and Sam were going out, it was the only event they both enjoyed. Oh, Sam loved the fireworks. Sam got to see some fireworks, <laughs> clips dancing, enjoy but also in romance. A genuinely happy episode, which I did enjoy. You said before this was an event Sam really liked, the Boston Pops. Diane and Frazier were going to go, Frazier can't go, so there's a spare ticket, or two tickets, because Diane's now not going to go. She offers them to Sam. Sam says, I just want to go with Tries to give them back, but kind of says, how come you're not going and taking someone? And why don't we go together? Is Frasier not comfortable with that? Mm. And as it's Frasier, suggested it. Sam goes, oh, so you're not comfortable with that. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then they have to tell each other again that they, they, they're not uh, in love with each other. <laughs> Damn it, I have. <laughs> That's four for four, four episodes in. <laughs> just leave me alone. No, Diane, I won't sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, they agreed to go together to see the, the Boston Pops, the fireworks and the music. And they had a great time. We returned to uh, Cliff, who is still waiting for Tinkerbell to show up, because she's a no-show. And he's sort of dejected, I think a little bit boozy. He's four pints down. He's wallowing in self-pity and is just uh, a little bit broken. He's gone from a really high. The higher you are, the, the harder you fall. Yep, gravity. And he's fell. That's when, as we said earlier, Tinkerbell phones in and says, is there a punch there? And Cliff manages to get to the phone despite coaches' interference. And she says that she was nervous that he wouldn't be there or that he wouldn't like her. And this is what, like, 1am or something at this point? Yeah. And then she comes down. They say hi and they're kind of in stunned silence. And Sam, because they're not doing anything, Sam turns on the jukebox, pushes them together <laughs> and just rocks them a bit so they dance. And you're like, that's nice. It was it was a nice ending. It was a yeah, like you say, Sam sort of puppeted them into, <laughs> into dancing. They just sort of slowly rocked as it faded yeah. off as they danced to Moon River by Ponce Leon. Sinatra. <laughs> it's another Sinatra one. But it is about travelling, just yep. like Ponce Leon. And uh, as you can tell, I've done quite a bit of research in this episode about <laughs> the meaning behind it. 
And um, one of the first things that sparked this romance was Florida Orange. I just wanted to highlight that the orange's significance and its association are with joy, sunshine and the tropics. The orange also represents enthusiasm, fascination, happiness, creativity, determination, attraction, success, encouragement and stimulation. In the Godfather films, they represent that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this is, this is cheers. As Tinkerbell, or who we find out to be called Sharon O'Hare, says, Florida oranges are delicious. Trivia mail, James. From Ponce. Good old Ponce has travelled back from the fountain of youth to deliver some mail. What questions have we got here? Well, I've got one. Now, we've said most of them, but let's see if you can name the others. What costumes did Frasier, Coach, Sam, Diane, Carla, Cliff, Alan, and Norm have? Norm came as Norm, I'm pretty sure. No, he had a costume on the bar. Uh-oh. He wasn't wearing it because he couldn't drink uh-huh. if he wore it because it was just a mask. Was it Frankenstein's? No. Alan was a clown? Alan was a clown. I said the others, Coach Pirate, Carla Prisoner. Yep. Sam Cowboy. Yep. Diane, Alison Wonderful. Frasier, I had that. Cliff. What's the other? What was normal? It's quite a common mask. To give a hint, you've seen someone wear this mask in that 70s show. Is it like a, a classic Hammer Horror character or is it? No. Or is it like an 80s? It's not even a horror character. Oh, what? Nah, I don't know. Mickey Mouse. Richard Nixon. Oh. Norm had a Richard Nixon mask on the bar. Classic Norm. So, Alan's a clown. Yeah. What does that mean? It means that, you know, he's a funny guy. Funny guy, yeah. Funny guy. <laughs> and why is Norm Richard Nixon? Because, uh, is it because he's not a crook? He's, he's not a crook. Start <laughs> the episode, in order to, I assume, educate the audience a bit in that clip, you know, was, had never really had a girlfriend, they talk about this and they go, hey, Norm, you're his best friend. Have you, you've never seen him with a girl. Mm. What, is he gay or something? And then Coach goes, well, just because of how people look and behave doesn't mean they're gay. And then he talks about this outfielder from the Red Sox. I don't know his name. That's, That's what the question is. I don't know his name, dude. Duke Roberts. Cool the, name. The thing which I found with this discussion is, I, I swear, I guess had a girlfriend in series two. He went out with Carla's sister, didn't he? He did. I think they're trying to set up the importance of this woman. Yeah, they're trying to make a point and uh, they were exaggerating it. Mm. Anyway, Cliff had to wait quite a while for Tinkerbell to show up. How long was he waiting there? Five hours. According to Sam, he was waiting six hours. <laughs> so it was eight plus six is two a.m. Which is when Cheers closes. Which is when Cheers closes. I'm just thinking, if I'm waiting six hours, but I'm still drinking, Cliff is, so you can take quite a few pints then. Because he was still standing. He was getting more and more depressed as well. I thought he would have been sort of KO'd in the back. In this episode, Diane asks Sam, what would you call an evening with a woman that you have absolutely no hope of physical involvement with whatsoever? A burst. Yeah, that's what Sam says. I've got a final question for you. In this episode, it goes even further into Cliff's sort of psyche, and he talks about how he was never wanted, never one of the gang. And he says he even had to make his own nickname, but it never caught on. What nickname did he give himself? Courteous Cliff. Courteous Cliff. Which I thought, yeah, that's a, that's a nice nickname. Yeah. Norm said it was a, not, not a great one. And if you're going to make one up, why would you do that? And he said, well, I made it too good. People wouldn't believe it was a real Yeah, yeah we didn't want to arrive suspicion. Yeah, which I liked. So yeah. it was nice to find out how uh, Courteous Cliff got his nickname. Yeah. He gave it to himself. <laughs> I saw the old start. What you do is you put a bit of graffiti in the bathroom. Is that what's in the chair's bathroom? Courteous Cliff is here. Ponce. Ponce and Tinks. For life. And the number four. 
And that's the last call at the bar, Jim. Well, what do we think in this episode? I liked it. This is definitely my favourite of Series 3 so far. Yeah, same. Out of all four we've talked about. This is a special episode for us as well, John. Do you know why? This is our 50th episode. This is our 50th episode? It is. Time flies, isn't it? And it's a Halloween one. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to think of a special drink for it. What are we thinking? I was originally going to say, well, let's just have an orange. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that now. No, but no, it'd be 50 like, oranges. Maybe the 50 oranges. 50 oranges. Yeah, uh, 50 oranges. I want to do like uh, one of those, like when they put the, the candle in the orange. Put a candle in an orange. Yeah, just a candle in an orange. Sorry. <laughs> do you know what, James? For our 50th, as an ode to Florida yeah. and Cliff's new uh, romance, and our 50th episode celebration, let's have a Florida orange vodka marshmallow. Sounds good, doesn't it? Mix in time, five minutes. <laughs> Let me get some recipes for you, James. Okay, what you got one? Vodka, orange liqueur, orange juice, simple syrup. Mix it up, have some ice, bash. Happy 50th episode. Lovely. So let's grab these drinks. I'm going to toast to where nobody knows your name. We'll also toast to cheers and to uh, Halloween. Spooky, spooky. I guess on this 50th, would you like to say anything? I think over this past 50 episodes, we've come quite far, John. We've not only got the Facebook page where we started, we've got Instagram, Twitter, which you can follow us on as well. We've set up shop. We've got a Spotify yeah, playlist. Music. I'll tell you what, this bar is coming together. We've got a range of offerings out. Uh, <laughs> I think I would like to thank our listeners. Those of us who've been here since the beginning. Yeah. Thank you for your all your support. We really appreciate it. We hope you look forward to the next fifty yeah. and beyond. We love talking to you. We love hearing everything you have to say. We... Just the other day, someone sent us a message about an episode from season two, Coach Barry's a grudge, and they're right in there, and we had a long conversation with them. So we'd always love to hear anything from you. And uh, we look forward to more interactions in the future. Until then, thank you for listening. This has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name.